Welcome to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to the Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And I don't know about you guys, but as a parent, sleep does not come easy anymore. Sandra. I'm so tired right now. <laughs> so- Oh I'm not my. even joking. Like, I know we're, this was planned and everything, but I am so tired right now. I know. So it's... No, do you know why? Because a lot of moms, what they do, I saw the commercial, they were so smart, where they're trying to appeal to moms, and they were smart, because we shut everything, like, everybody goes to bed, everybody does their thing, and then that's when we get to watch... That's our time. Our, glo- our review on Global of the Academy Awards yeah. and stuff, which was I was trying to do, and I'm like, go away, kids, go to sleep. Yeah. Because yeah. that's our time. And actually, um, I usually sit there and that's when I catch up on work. Yeah, that's true And too. then we're up till two, three Wake in the up morning. at six with these clowns. Right? And then, then you're up again. Yeah. Right? So sleep is does not does not come easy. For all you parents listening, I know you're nodding your head and you're like, yes, <laughs> I totally know what they're talking about. And, um, and so if you haven't guessed it, that's what we're going to talk about today, sleep. Mm-hmm. And we have... A very special guest on the line with us today. And she's been on the show with us in the past. And I'm talking about Michelle Campbellis. She's a child and family therapist. She's the author of Generation Stressed and a national columnist with the Huffington Post. Hello, Michelle Campbellis. You there? Hello, Pina. I am am here. And Sandra, hello. It's so nice to be on again. And I'm listening to you. talk about your own lack of sleep and it turns out that parents aren't the only ones that are sleep deprived um our children are are sleep deprived as well in fact on average kids are losing out on about an hour's sleep per night which is having all kinds of implications for their health and their well-being so i'm glad that we're talking a little bit about this today to see if we can um, start to create some real change. So Michelle, you're saying that on average kids lose about an hour sleep every night. So how much sleep should kids be getting? How much sleep should any of us be getting? Because I know that like if you look at an infant, you know, obviously they need more sleep than um, a toddler and then a toddler needs more sleep than maybe, you know, a child that's in like grade two and so on and so forth as you get older, or is it just me as you get older, you need a little bit less sleep or no? Is that like, well, the, as you get older, you're getting less sleep. Um, but however, we still need the same amount. We still need on average about eight hours, um, per night. Eight hours. And, that um, sounds like a dream. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And there's all kinds of reasons for that. When we're sleeping, there's some really important functions related to brain health that are happening. Mm -hmm. So um, to get into a little bit of the nitty gritty of it, we have something called glial cells. And they're like the cleanup crew in your brain at night, flushing out all of the neurotoxins. So if we're not getting enough sleep, Mm. our brain health is affected. And you'd asked about the recommended amounts for kids. And, um, and pediatricians and um, the International and National Association for Pediatrics recommend that for children that are under one year, that they get 12 to 16 hours oh per night. Oh, gosh. That's, That's amazing. <laughs> um, one to two-year-olds, 11 to 14 hours, three to five, 10 to 13 
6 to 12 years, so kids in grade school should be getting between 9 and 12, and teens should be getting between 8 and 10. And I run you through that because so many parents aren't aware of just how much sleep their kids should be getting. Yeah. No, because, okay, Michelle, you know my girls and and Marcus as well. You know all my kids. and um, They are delightful. They love you. They love you. They love you. (laughs) And um, Miss Samantha, the oldest, (laughs) um, she is six going on seven. She'll be seven in June. This kid. She will go to bed. She'll push it. We'll try to get her in bed for seven and then wake up at seven. Yes. Um, but like last night, she gave us a hard time. She went to bed at uh, closer to eight. And then she'll wake up all cranky. Mm-hmm. And what did you say six-year-olds should get on average? Nine to 12. Nine to 12. So oh, no, then she's like... Up- about is regulation. And um, while some children are really great and intuitive about their body and regulating when they need mm-hmm. to sleep, most need us to be their outside brain mm-hmm. in order to you know, watch those symptoms and those indications of being sleepy and then help them tr- to transition into sleep um, right. by settling their body and their brain system down. But so often what we're doing is we're going from the, the busyness of the day right into sleep. Yeah, but and we don't have that wind not, down time, right? Screaming. And it's not an off-on switch. And yeah. so ideally um, we have a time uh, just to relax and, and to settle our brain down and where we can mark some kind of um, indicators to our brain that this is our time to transition into sleep. And we're really great in doing that with littler kids, with smaller children. We're going to take a quick break, but uh, I want to hear more about this. And I know that you guys at home want to hear more about it as well. So you're listening to The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Back to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is the Parenting Show, and I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. Joining us on the phone today, we have child and family therapist, author um, of Generation Stressed, and national columnist with the Hoppington Post, Miss Michelle Campbell. She's also a good friend of the show. And next to me, our beautiful executive producer, Sandra Carusi, also host of inside jokes yes and i'm also very tired so I just and and, and, you know and one tired tired mama that's what we're talking about today <laughs> we're talking about sleep because michelle what's coming up it's world sleep day world uh, sleep day does that mean that we all get to sleep all day long <laughs> this should be a stat it's holiday dedicated to sleep <laughs> this should be a stat holiday oh, everyone yeah. no work you know it's a paid day it's off like a special family day but like a real family day Everyone just stay in bed. Yeah. What's wrong with that? That's a, for real. We should I do that. I fully support that idea. Right? Especially because we know that sleep is the gateway to our entire health. And uh, so if we could get a whole lot more of it. And it fires up our immune system. Yeah, it fires up our immune system too, right? Doesn't that 
It like, does so much. People don't. I don't think people realize how important it is, like to our immune system and boosting us, right? Yeah. So sleep affects our insulin levels, our mm-hmm. metabolism, our immune function, um, and they can all become compromised when we're lacking sleep. So right. when I hear you say, "I'm so tired," yeah. um, I, I I so encourage you to to really listen to that um, for your health and for your well being. And, um, and we're tuning into our children's sleep life. And um, we were talking about the fact that when children are small, we're so focused on their sleep and ensuring that they have that transition time uh, into bed, bath time, reading time, and so on. But as children get older, yeah, it all they seems become to... just so busy. And the busyness of the day and all of the activity is crowding out their sleep and crowding out it's their well-being. So it's so true because um tuesday nights for example samantha has um she does part-time competitive dance and so straight from school we run home we eat an early dinner get in the car we're at dance for 5 45 uh she dances till about 8 30 by the time we get home it's like nine she may go to bed at 9 30 and then she's up at seven that's crazy yeah activities really so busy so what do i do with a child who's high strung like he's just a busy guy in his head and energetic he's eight years old and um just like pina said with her daughter but my guy i I really have to teach this transition thing and really get him i i talk call it quiet time they do it at school now they have a quiet room in the library for him and other children that's so good yeah because he's so high high strung and um, we're always trying to bring them down, you know what I mean? Because I think it's a really good thing for adulthood. Like for me, like I wish somebody had taught me that because yeah. I'm so high strung. Like I wish somebody had just taught me to just calm, calm down. down. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there you go, Pina. All my, my, my coworkers know yeah. this about me. No, I'm because I'm the same way, Sandra. Yeah. yeah. So we got to get the type A out of them really nice and young. Right, Michelle? So his- it, well, when, when I hear you say that his arousal levels are really high and that, and that he has a temperament that's very busy. And so, um, so teaching him how to self-soothe and how mm-hmm. to take certain actions or do certain behaviors in order to calm down his mind-body system is a real gift to him. Um, because otherwise, when kids are, are um, really busy and they're on high drive, mm. um, they, they lack the brain rest that they need. So, so just simply um, having that quiet time where he understands that, okay, during this period of time between seven and eight, that's when I'm not on technology. That's when it is quieter in the house. That's when I play quietly or I do art or I, or I read with my mom so that he knows that during that time, he has a whole assortment of other activities that he can do that are quiet time activities rather than high drive ones. Yeah, that's what I find. We have that problem at home where, and I'm sure a lot of parents listening um, are probably thinking the same thing. You, The kids come home from school and you have dinner and then you just want to wind things down a bit before bedtime and but for us it's a struggle Mm because i've got the three so they're constantly like it's playing or should i say fighting with each other and so then i can't get them to wind down 
So then they're like, ready, okay, now I'm ready for that transition mm-hmm. to go to sleep and relax. I have families that call that me time. So whatever the time period might be for their developmental level, maybe it's 10 minutes, maybe it's half an hour, maybe it's an hour, that's our me time. And that, that's a self-care time. And that means that mom might be reading a book and dad yes. might be playing music and the kids might be doing something quietly. But they understand that that's time in. Dan Siegel, um, who's an interpersonal um, neurobiologist, he wrote a book called The Whole Brain Child. And it's brilliant and I recommend it for every parent. But he talks about the mental health platter. And on the mental health platter are certain really important things like sleep, and good nutrition, and activity, and connection, but also on that mental health platter is time in, Mm -hmm. downtime. And And you know what's nice, too, because parents spend so much time on our gadgets, that could be our time set apart to have that eye-to-eye contact with our kids, because we're not looking in the eye anymore. We heard that in another show, And, and that affects Uh, them when they grow up on how they interact with other humans and so it's a lot good for our relationship with our kids to really prepare them for bed properly well it is because during that time often there's just um, a lot of connection yeah and um, and settling down the brain enough to be able to um, share more yeah um, there's there's that space where children start to really talk about their day um, and what might be coming up and bothering them. It's really important time for connection and, uh, and reflection. And you know what? I think that uh, you said it at the beginning of the show. You mentioned how important sleep is for the kids, but it's really important for us adults as well. And so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Michelle about what we as adults can do to, you know, help improve our sleep and the importance of that. You're listening to The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is the Parenting Show, and I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We are talking sleep, and we are getting ready for World Sleep Day. It is coming up this week. It's happening on March 17th, and uh, and so we've got a pro on the line with us today, Sandra. Yeah. Sandra is our executive producer. She's also the host of Inside Jokes. Joining us on the line all the way from beautiful Vancouver. We've got Michelle Cambola. She's a child and family therapist and uh, she's written tons of articles uh, on the Huffington Post and she's also wrote a book called Generation Stressed which I'm telling you parents Mm. you should definitely pick Mm -hmm. up because Generation Stressed is exactly what we are dealing with these days. Um, So Michelle, sleep. We spoke a little bit about how much sleep our kids need, depending on what age they are in, whether they're an infant or whether they're a teenager. Um, 
but we need sleep as well. Um, the parents, us adults, um, and it's it's hard for you, us to get sleep. How do you fit it in with a job and everything else? I know it's, like it's something schedule. like a commodity, right? Yes, like, like so, Michelle? how do we do this, Michelle? Yeah, that's a great question, and um, and I have a whole series of um, tips to share with you. And and if you can try just Start with one or two and see what that does. Um, my hope is that it improves your sleep because your sleep is so critical. It's so important, not only to your mood and how you manage throughout the day, but also your brain health and your, and your whole mind-body system's ability to regulate and be well. So the first recommendation that I have is to cut out technology. Yeah, um, it's that screen. That's right. It's the blue light from the screens. And also the activation of the brain with all of the stimulus and the feedback when we're on that Instagram is... or when yep. we're you know, on the computer. So if you can cut the computer out or, or screen time at least an hour before bedtime, you will likely find that that does wonders for your ability to fall asleep. And so you get more of a, a restful sleep too? Does it mm. improve the quality of your sleep? It improves the quality of your sleep because um, your brain system is able to settle down. Um, it doesn't have as much high drive activity. And uh, and so you're able to not only transition into sleep, but also have a more restful sleep. Okay, so that's so a great that's tip. Key. Yeah, so <laughs> people always say to me, but I use my phone for um, my alarm clock. And really, an alarm clock is 10 bucks. Yeah. And um, and I highly recommend having a, a place where your technology can live outside of your bedroom. Yeah. And Otherwise, you know what? Waking up and catching and checking it. Sandra, we've heard that a lot on the show, too. Even yeah. when we've had experts like Paul Davis, who's our social media guy, yes. like he's always like no technology in the bedroom, uh, no technology before sleep. So it goes, you know, it's not only for our health and, and for sleep, but. For, for other things, too. Like, it's just, it seems to be, like, a bad thing. Yeah. Just get rid of it before bedtime. Yeah, do little things like that, I think. I think some people are just so mortified of the thought of, oh, my God, I have no phone beside me. I'm going to miss something. Yeah. What are you going to miss? Mofo. What do they call it? Um, fear of missing out. FOMO? Yeah. And I we're think... highly addicted. We're highly addicted. The brain system becomes addicted to all of that um, social stimulus. So the next thing is really keeping an eye on your diet. We know that caffeine and sugar late in the oh, day yeah. <laughs> makes it very difficult for kids to sleep at night. So we're drinking caffeine in order to um, uh, stay focused and awake, but then that's affecting us in terms of our of our sleep health. So what time should we cut it off? The caffeine, like chocolate. should it be like three or four hours before three bed? Clock, midday. Oh, three mm-hmm. midday. Okay, that's hardcore. Okay. You're hardcore, man. There's so, but I can do that because I don't drink caffeine. You so can do that. Yeah. No, 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 not just. Are you talking about for adults? Or are you talking about for kids? Everyone. For both. For yeah, both. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. No, like I'm well, totally. Let's, let's try baby steps. <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah. I can tot- I can totally do that. But I I agree with you on the eating right. That makes a huge difference. Yeah. And you know what, Michelle, you've got some more tips for us, right? I absolutely do. Okay, so just hang on because we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back with more tips on how we can improve our sleep and we can get some good restful sleep come World Sleep Day. You're listening to us on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is the Parenting Show.
back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. We are talking about sleep because World Sleep Day is coming up this week. It is on March 17th. And if you are anything like myself or my co-host and executive producer sitting next to me, the beautiful Sandra Carusi, we need sleep. And so... We understand the importance of this show uh, and the topic. And that's why we have the amazing Michelle Campbell is joining us on the phone from Vancouver. Yeah. Um, she's a child and family therapist. She's an author. She, you can find her on Huffington Post, um, as well as uh, she wrote an amazing book called Generation Stress. So go and check that out. So we're talking about sleep. Michelle, you gave us some tips. Um, just to recap quickly, you said technology, get it out of your bedroom and don't touch it one hour prior to going to sleep. Yeah. And you also mentioned diet. Watch out for the, the caffeine sugar. and the sugar. Mm-hmm. So what Got about, it. and so does that mean carbs as well? Because carbs turn into sugar and... Simple carbs, carbs can turn into sugar, or they do turn into sugar, and so um, best to avoid those as well. Um, you know, I heard Sandra say with caffeine, absolutely not. Um, I can't cut that out midday. And <laughs> so ask yourself, what can I do? And here's one that, that um, you likely can sign on to. There's a study that shows that if you write down your list for the next day, right before you go to bed and you put it away, you ruminate about what you have uh, ahead of you far less. And those people are able to get a better night's sleep. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a good tip. Your list. Cool. You got it. You stay on track and you can focus, which is a big problem for me, Michelle. I have a really hard time focusing, um, and I'm not sure if it has to do with sleep or not, but now that we're talking about this, I'm thinking that there mm. is a connection there. For example, last night I was grading assignments for my students, because I, I teach part-time at the one of the colleges here, Humber College, and I have a hard time. Like I'll stare at the monitor, my computer monitor, and I'll be on the same sentence for an hour, and I'm like, I cannot focus. I went to bed, it was about 12.30 a.m., and I was up at 6 a.m. Mm. So, yeah, so that is like, you know, that happens more times than not. But does that have to do with, like, my focusing issues, problems? Likely. So we know that when you're sleep deprived, it affects your information processing. It affects your ability to focus, to remember, and learn. So if you're noticing difficulty focusing or... Remember, too. It may be because of a lack of sleep. And for women, and men as well, actually, hormonal changes can, can affect our sleep greatly. Oh, wow. So it may be a time to check your hormones if you're, if you're sleep deprived for long periods of time. That's interesting. See, I didn't know that, like, I, hey, we all know that sleep is important, but how important? That was something that I didn't really, I don't know. I never really made the connection thinking, oh, I'm forgetful. I keep forgetting things because I'm not getting enough sleep or I'm not focused. And that can change if only I get enough sleep. Um, One thing is this, maybe you'll know if if uh, if it's true or not, but a lot of people say that weight loss 
successful weight loss has a lot to do with getting enough sleep. Yes. A lack of sleep, chronic lack of sleep is linked with obesity and difficulty losing weight. It's linked with diabetes. It's linked with heart disease, metabolic disorders. The list goes on. So when we talk about the importance of sleep, we're really talking about your entire health. So yes, you're right. It is linked with weight loss as well as many, many, many other health issues. See, so that's really important. And I think that we really need to stress that because if not, I'm not talking about the weight loss stuff, but I'm just saying the importance of sleep, because if we as adults can nail this, you know, sleep stuff down, then we can be a role model to our kids and teach them these great habits so that when they become adults, parents, so on and so forth, they're not it's not so much an issue for them. So we're talking about sleep. We have it all. We're getting you ready for World Sleep Day. You're listening to us right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is The Parenting Show, and we'll be back. So sit tight. Listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We have a great guest joining us on the phone today. She's a friend of the show. She's been on with us before. We love her so much that we had to have her back. And I'm talking about Michelle Cambolis. Hello, Michelle. How are you? I am well, thank you. Michelle, we love having you here. And Sandra next to me, Mm -hmm. she's our executive producer. She's host of Inside Jokes. Um, We don't get sleep. I'm groggy. Yeah, we get cranky and stuff. And so we're really, really excited because having you on, you always, you're this this wealth of knowledge. And clarity. Yes, and you have all these amazing tips for us and this advice. Um, And I'm dying to ask something. Go ask. Is there such thing as cumulative, Michelle? Does my lack of sleep go cumulative or even someone like, uh, especially Pina, who has three kids and, okay, the first one, I love you. Oh, my God. And then the second one. And then the third one, like she's done with being tired, you know, and they're, you know. This is such a great question. You both have unbelievable questions. It is cumulative. So. People will often say, well, I'll just catch up on the weekend. You can't catch up. Oh, no. And oh, okay. You can't catch up. So much for that so, idea. You just I'm screwed. Can't, but, <laughs> but, but really, a lack of sleep is very cumulative. And, um, and it's, it's difficult to rebound. So if we're able to put in the kind of sleep structure that we need, um, then it's so preventative. And, um, and, you know, Pina, you were talking about the difficulty focusing and, and um, remembering, and we were discussing the implications for overall health, health and the link to diabetes and heart disease and so on. Nothing could be more important than your sleep life. And we seem to live in a culture that doesn't value sleep in the way that it should. Michelle, what do you mean by that? 
We don't value it. Well, often, have you ever heard someone say, oh, well, I don't need eight hours sleep. I only yes. need six hours I'll sleep, sleep when I'm dead. Like a, That's dumb, dumb, dead. dumb. Yeah. It's, it's like a badge of honor. Yeah, they're um, all dumb. In fact, what you're denying is your basic human need. It's like denying yourself nutritional food. Mm-hmm. So, and that's something that I find a lot because I do teach um, at a college. Uh, I have all these 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 young students who are all about hitting up the pubs and the bars and going out and partying and concerts and so on and so forth. And it's like, oh, you know, or I was up late working on this assignment. I I didn't sleep at all. I pulled an all nighter. And it does. It sounds like it. Yeah. In a way, they're kind Badge of like of honor. Yeah. Yeah. They're boasting about it. And I'm thinking to How myself, do they do it. I'm thinking <laughs> if I was in your shoes, I would be sleeping. You know, and I'm, but going back to what Sandra was saying, I've got the three little ones. Mm-hmm. My youngest, Marcus, who's two, like he, I don't know what time it was. He just like came into my room. He woke up. He's like, oh, I don't want to be here. I want to be in mama's bed. Comes, sleeps between me and my husband. And that too, I find that is not helping me get a good night's sleep because I've got this little guy. Creating a, a sleep inducing environment is really important. So, blackout blinds, making sure that you have enough room, making sure that you're not too hot. We know that um, the perfect sleep temperature is around 60 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit. So if you're too hot or too cold, it's going to be hard to sleep all the way through the night. You know, the other thing that's so important, and I know how inordinately difficult it is to get the toys out of the way at the end of the day when you're tired picking up oh, the last thing that you have toys. on your mind. <laughs> but when children are lying there and they see all of their toys in their room, what they want to do is play. Yes. And have those tucked away, it will really help them to be able to, to settle down at oh, night. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is my space. I'm ready for bedtime now. It's not time to play. So you're setting the scene, them- right? And we want them to associate their bedroom with sleep. Mm-hmm. So for older kids, when they're studying in their rooms, they associate that room with, with studying and often stress. So if you can have mm-hmm. a place yes, elsewhere in the home for them, for them to study, it's, it's really ideal. You know, I heard you talking about your college students, and I have a little bit of information for them. When they're pulling all-nighters, their grades will actually be lower than if they study less and get a proper night's sleep. So do you hear that, Adrian? Because we've got Adrian in the studio, Michelle. He is my um, assistant intern and one of my students. So Adrian, no all-nighters or else I'm going to give you a bad mark. Yeah, sometimes you don't have a choice. (laughs) And I'd rather take a bad mark than no mark because I couldn't stay up all night to do your project. We always have a choice. I teach my kids that. And that's you where the that cultural choice. norm, that, that interesting point comes up because we don't have a choice. Like as much as we know we need to get the sleep to function properly, it, society says nope. <laughs> and that is Julia, one of my former students who's my producer on the show. So Michelle, these guys are saying that sometimes they don't have a choice. So there's the reality check. And, and in reality, there may be times when you do have to push through. If you can avoid that at all costs, prepare just a little bit ahead that's ideal of course there are times when you're not going to be able to do that yeah when it comes to don't make it a habit right don't make it a habit don't make it a habit and with exams 
Um, if you can get at least a few hours sleep, I promise you this, you will be more successful. I am telling my students that next class, can you definitely. Say, t- say it again, what you're going to tell them. I am going to tell them that, listen, if you want to get good grades, you need to get your sleep in. Sleep is important. And, and, and doing these all-nighters, they're going to work against you lower grades. We don't want that. I want all my students to be successful. We are talking sleep and the importance of it right here on The Parenting Show. Stick around because we've got more. It's Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm here with my real estate friend Holly Garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today, Holly? Hi, Sandra. Today's a trend, and that's the transition from work live and play downtown to work, live and raise new families in downtown condos. I'm getting a lot of calls from my interview on that subject. One reason for this growing movement is, of course, the affordability of condos versus houses in Toronto. But even more importantly, downtown condo living offers new parents more balance due to the turnkey lifestyle of living in a condo with all the same amenities of a home and no upkeep. Playrooms, pools, basketball courts, party rooms for family holiday dinners, guest suites, barbecues, and uh, no shoveling. Ah. Ultimately, living downtown in condos with walking scores of 100% offers the time-starved working parents more time and more quality time with their new young families. So they can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. World Sleep Day is coming up, and we are talking to expert uh, child and family therapist, author, Michelle Campbell. She's joining us on the phone from Vancouver. We have mama and expert in the no sleep. Miss uh, Sandra Carusi, she's our executive <laughs> producer. I am also an expert in the no sleep, but sleep is so important, and that's what we're talking about today. And World Sleep Day is coming up on March seventeenth, so we're getting all geared up and ready because sleep, not only for us parents, adults, but for the kids of all ages, everywhere from infants to teens, um, we all need it, and it's good for us. So, Michelle, what are some other tips and tricks on like? Things we can do to self-soothe because I know that you are a pro on this and there's the whole like all these mindfulness activities that we can do. You have done some with my kids um, and they love them. So what are some things that we can do? I'm so glad that you're bringing this up because mindfulness and a mindful life is proving to be so important. And now science is starting to catch up with some of these, you know, ancient wisdoms around mindfulness and that we know that it's so important for our entire well-being. And mindfulness is really the new medicine. Yes. Yay. We love that. I'm clapping. Say it again, Michelle. Mindfulness is the the new new medicine. medicine. It is. when it comes to sleep. Yes. Uh So instead of like jumping for something that like the Benadryl and you're just finally as a parent going, I don't care. I shouldn't do it, but I'm going to give it to my kid. Instead of doing that, 
Lay in your bed. Not to say I did, Pina. Don't look at me like that. I may or may have not. No, what I do, Michelle, tell me. My 12-year-old came into bed with me. I told him, come here and lie down. And I have a great app called the Calm app. And we sat there. Beautiful. Yeah, right? And they have different ones for kids and stuff. And I think people get scared away when they hear meditation or um, no, just the mindfulness. It's the best thing ever. They don't get it. Michelle, okay, you did some with my kids. It's intimidating. It's intimidating for for some people. And thankfully, we have all these wonderful apps in order to provide an assist. But really, it is a very simple process that calms down the fight or flight response. It calms down the sympathetic nervous system. And really what we're talking about is simply taking a moment to close your eyes, to breathe fully, low and slow, and to become aware of your thoughts as they're passing through your mind, just like a leaf on a stream and that very simple process of turning inward and noticing your internal information. And this part is really important from a place of non-judgment. Yes. I never understand that. Explain. Non-judgment is I'm going to notice my thoughts and I'm not going to judge them. Whatever, whatever shows up, it's just a thought. See, there you go. I, I am not my thoughts and I can, I can watch those thoughts and I can allow them to pass through my mind, and, and they will eventually just move through and transition into the next thought. So if a thought moves through, why am I holding on to it so much? Yeah. Why am I go. judging it? Why am I labeling it as good or bad? And so when we learn to do that, we're basically training our mind to enter into a space of of relaxation. I love it. And a lot of you parents at home, thank you for bringing it up, Michelle, and just even giving this one example. It's so simple. Anyone can do it. But a lot of you guys at home that may not be into this kind of thing may find it challenging. So I'm going to give a suggestion. You can always YouTube something. uh, Like, you know, different mindfulness activities or breathing um, activities. And, uh, and this way you can familiarize yourself with it and then you can practice it at home with your kids at bedtime. Thank you so much for joining us, Michelle. I think we are good to go. I am just, I'm going to cancel everything, all my plans for the 17th, <laughs> and I'm just going to sleep all day. Yay. That's what Happy I'm going to do. Happy World Sleep Day. Happy World Sleep Day, everyone. Thank you, Michelle, for joining us. Thank you, Sandra, for joining us. Yay. And if you are just tuning in now and you missed any of this, you can always listen back on our podcast. We post it on 640toronto.com as well as our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash The Parenting Show. And you can listen back whenever you like. Thanks so much. And we will catch you next week right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is The Parenting Show, and I'm your host, Pina Crispo.